the hearse song. Don't you ever laugh as the hearse goes by For you might be the next to die They wrap you up in a big white sheet From your head down to your feet Put you in a big black box And cover you up with dirt and rocks All goes well for about a week Then your coffin begins to leak And the worms crawl in Sprawl out, the worms play pinnacle on your snout. They eat your eyes, they eat your nose, they eat the jelly between your toes. Big green worm with rolling eyes crawls in your stomach and out your eyes. Your stomach turns to a slimy green and pus pours out like whipping cream. You spread it on a slice of bread. That's what you eat when you are dead! The Appointment A 16-year-old boy worked on his grandfather's horse farm. One morning, he drove a pickup truck into town on an errand. While he was walking along the main street, he saw death. And death beckoned to him. The boy drove back to the farm as fast as he could, and told his grandfather what had happened. Give me the truck, he begged. I'll go to the city, he'll never find me there. His grandfather gave him the truck, and the boy sped away. After he left, his grandfather went into town looking for death, and when he found him, he asked, Why did you frighten my grandson that way? He is only sixteen. He is too young to die. I am sorry about that, said Death. I did not mean to beckon to him, but I was surprised to see him here. You see, I have an appointment with him this afternoon in the city. The Bus Stop Ed Cox was driving home from work in a rainstorm. While he waited for a traffic light to change, he saw a young woman standing alone at a bus stop. She had no umbrella, and she was soaking wet. Are you going to Farmington? He called. Yes, I am, she said. Would you like a ride home? I would, she said. And she got in. My name is Joanna Finney. Thank you for rescuing me. I'm Ed Cox, he said. And you're welcome. On the way, they talked and talked. She told him about her family and her job where she had gone to school, and he told her about himself. By the time they got to her house, the rain had stopped. I'm glad it rained, Ed said. Would you like to go out tomorrow after work? I'd love to, Joanna said. She asked him to meet her at the bus stop, since it was near her office. They had such a good time. They went out many times after that. Always they would meet at the bus stop, and off they would go. Ed liked her more and more each time. But one night, when they had a date to go out, Joanna did not appear. Ed waited at the bus stop for almost an hour. Maybe something's wrong, he thought. And he drove to her house in Farmington. 
An older woman came to the door. I'm Ed Cox, he said. Uh, maybe Joanna told you about me. Uh, I had a date with her tonight. We were supposed to meet at the bus stop near her office, but she didn't show up. She alright? The woman looked at him as if he had said something strange. I am Joanna's mother, she said slowly. Joanna isn't here now, but why don't you come in? I pointed to a picture on the mantel. That looks just like her, he said. It did once, her mother replied. But that picture was taken when she was your age, about 20 years ago. A few days later, she was waiting in the rain at that bus stop, and a car hit her, and she was killed. The Hook Donald and Sarah went to the movies. Then they went for a ride in Donald's car. They parked up on a hill at the edge of town. From there, they could see the lights up and down the valley. Donald turned on the radio and found some music. But an announcer broke in with the news bulletin. This just in. A murderer has escaped from the state prison. He was armed with a knife and is headed south on foot. His left hand is missing. In its place is a hook. Let's roll up the windows and lock the doors, said Sarah. That's a good idea, said Donald. That prison isn't too far away, said Sarah. Maybe we should really go home. But it's only ten o'clock, said Donald. I don't care what time it is, she said. I want to go home. Look, Sarah, said Donald. He's not going to climb all the way up here. Why would he do that? Even if he did, all the doors are locked. How could he get in? Donald, he could take that hook and he could break through a window and open a door, she said. I'm scared. I want to go home. Donald was annoyed. Girls are always afraid of something, he said. As he started the car, Sarah thought she heard something or someone scratching at her door. Did you hear that? She asked as they roared away. It sounded like somebody was trying to get in. Oh, sure, said Donald. Soon they got to her house. Would you like to come in and have some cocoa? She asked. No, he said. I've got to go home. He went around the door to the other side of the car to let her out. And hanging on the door handle was a hook. Oh, Susanna. Susanna and Jane shared a small apartment near the university where they were students. When Susanna got back from the library one night, the lights were out and Jane was asleep. Susanna undressed in the dark and quietly got into bed. She had almost fallen asleep when she heard someone humming the tune of Oh Susanna. Jane! Jane! She said. Please stop humming. I want to get some sleep. Jane didn't answer, but the humming stopped and Susanna fell asleep. She awakened early the next morning. Too early, she decided, and was trying to get back to sleep when she heard the humming again. Please go back to sleep, she told Jane. It's too early to get up. Jane didn't answer, but the humming continued. Susanna became angry. Cut it out, she said. It's not funny. When the humming still did not stop, she lost her temper. She jumped out of bed, pulled the covers off Jane, and screamed. Jane's head was gone. Somebody had cut off her head. I'm having a nightmare. Susanna told herself. When I wake up, 
Everything will be alright. Mm-hmm.